Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who are you pushing it to? To the carriage return. Is there a carriage return fairy that's going to catch it and put it inside where it belongs so something like this doesn't happen? No. This is the plaintiff, Anna Radonsky. She says she was sitting in her car at a parking spot at the local food store when she heard a loud boom and felt a big jolt. The defendant's shopping cart crashed into her driver's side door, denting it something awful. The careless woman shoved the cart across the parking lot, missing the cart corral area, and the cart T-boned her. The nervy woman pretended nothing happened, got into her car, and when she confronted her, she said, shopping carts hit cars all the time. Is this woman crazy? She's suing for $981.61, the cost to repair her damaged car. This is the defendant, Laura Spignessi. She says it was a snowy, windy day. When she pushed her cart towards the cart corral, the wind blew it. It hit a snow pile and veered into the plaintiff's car. She told the woman she was sorry, but things like this happen all the time. The woman started acting aggressively, waving her hands and arms around like a lunatic. So she drove away because she felt threatened. Bottom line, she didn't intentionally push the cart into her car. It was a freak of nature, and she owes nothing. She's accused of careless carding. All parties, please raise your hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum. The People's Court. Be seated. Come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Anna Radonsky. Yes. You are suing Laura Spignessi for nine hundred eighty-one dollars and sixty-one cents. The amount you say she owes you to repair your car because she damaged it with a shopping cart. Correct. Yes, correct. Okay. We have a. Um, diagram up here. Can you walk over to the diagram and explain to me how it happened? We actually do have a shopping cart. We do. Yes, we do. We're good. Pick a car to be you. This is my car. Okay. I, th I think the receptacle was either here or here for the carriages to go into. And her car was somewhere over here. Somewhere, like, okay. about that far. I, got um, I was sitting in my parked car. I saw her face like approaching my car and I turned and I looked and as I saw her face I felt the bang of the cart in my Wait, car. Wait, well, where was she? Well, she was walking towards my car. So first I saw her face because I didn't see the carriage because it was below my car level. And then 
like it was it happened so quick I saw her face and then bang I felt the carriage of the car and then I saw her take the carriage put it into the receptacle wait wait so that's the the um it ends up hitting there where your driver's door is mm -hmm. okay and then she does what because the receptacle's over here right yeah, it may be this one okay and this she does what close. and then she, I saw her take the carriage put it in the receptacle and then walk back to her car like as if nothing yeah and so I got out of my car and I was like I think that was a carriage that hit my car so I get out and I looked at my car door and there was three scratches the top one also with a dent and then also the driver's mirror had a scratch on it I walked over to her car she opened the window and I said, you know, would you like to come and look at what you did to my car? And she said, I don't have time for this. And I said, well, I said, I think you should have time for this because I think you're responsible for what you did to my car. And she said, carriages hit people's cars in parking lots all the time. And I said, but this is a little bit different. You pushed it and it hit my car. And she said, I don't have time for this. And I said, are you kidding me right now? And it was before Christmas, like a week before Christmas. And I said, are you kidding me right now? And she just started backing up. And as she pulled away, I said, have a nice day, have a nice Christmas, or something sarcastic to her. And then I took her license plate number. I went to the police station. Did you memorize it, or did you take, were you able to take a picture I of it? I memorized it and wrote it down. I went to the police station. I filed a um, report with the police. I told the officer the story. He said she's absolutely responsible for the damages. I filed the report, which I submitted, or I have here. Um, he called me about a week or so afterwards because he was going to try to get in touch with her to talk to her. He did get eventually got in touch with her. She admitted to pushing her carriage, said she tried to put it in the receptacle and it bounced off and that's how it hit my car. He said, doesn't matter, you know, you're still responsible. She said she didn't think she was responsible, so I filed the thing for the okay. small claims. Okay, let me hear from you. What happened? Would you like to go over there and explain to me also? Go ahead Please. and go. So the receptacle is here. My car was not this far away. It okay. was here. I put my groceries in the rear of my vehicle, pushed right. the carriage towards the carriage receptacle, and it there was a it had snowed the day before. Um, right. It hit the snow and veered. It was a very windy day and veered off into her. Wait, what? Vehicle. Wait, 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 back up. Um, how is the receptacle? Uh, so receptacle not, let me fall this, again? Is, this is okay. too large. So and, but doesn't it have um, carriage return? Exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can I talk? Uh, the metal bars that you know. Yeah. And then you're here, and what do you do? And I push the carriage towards the carriage return, and it ends up. Who are you here. pushing it to? To the carriage return. Is there a carriage return ferry that's going to catch it and put it inside no. where it belongs so something like this doesn't happen? No. So you push it, it and it, then... It's a very windy day, because that's... Ooh, so it was a very bad idea to push it then. <clears throat> Probably. Mm. Okay, and then what happens? And it hits the snow here and hits into her car. And your defense is what? Well, my defense is, first of all, her car is a 2013. I have no idea if those scratches were there prior to... Me hitting. Yeah, anybody can say that. What's your defense? Your defense. You have just explained to me 
that in typical, incredibly arrogant, self-serving fashion, you can't be bothered to actually place the cart inside the cart receptacle, so you push it so that it's someone else's problem. Then it became someone else's problem, and when that someone else tells you it's their problem, your answer is, I'm too busy, I don't have time to wait. What's your defense? Welcome back to the People's Court, Harvey Levin here. So, uh, defendant's position is, look, you know, you go to a, a, a parking lot where there are shopping carts, you know, they're gonna roll into cars, cars are gonna get dings, and I shouldn't be responsible for the repairs. You buying that? I'm buying it, no, not paying anything. What? So you think that this defendant is right, that you don't have to pay if, you if your shopping cart rolls into some other car? Yes, that's their fault. Not, not the person who owned the car's fault. Okay, so it's the shopping cart's fault, gotcha. No. Whoever had the shopping cart, they are at fault. If the shopping cart hits my car, you are at fault, and I want you to pay for it. Fair point. Going inside the courtroom. I want you to do something for me. Okay. Switch those two cars, okay? Let's say that Ms. Radonsky's putting away her groceries, and it's your car that's parked there. What, what do you drive? Buick Encore. And then Ms. Radonsky's too busy to put the cart in its own receptacle so it doesn't damage another car and pushes it. And her, she looks me square in the face and says, what? It's windy and there's snow. Do you have to pay for your own car? Does that sound fair? Well, I think a lot of people don't even return the carriage to the shopping cart receptacle. Yeah, they don't. Most people don't. And so flying carriages, in my opinion, is a pretty common thing in a grocery store. Right. Okay. So let me see if I've got this straight. Your answer. Who are the gentlemen who are with you? Uh, my husband and my son. Okay. All right. Gentlemen, this is what she's saying. Hey, this kind of thing will happen. Tough for you because you parked in a parking lot. Okay? Lots of people have dings on their cars in parking lots. That's what you're saying, right? Lots of people do have dings on that their cars. That is what you're saying. And yeah. that's what you had the audacity to tell the police. I did not say that to the police. Oh, the police say you do. That's right in the report, that that's exactly what you said to them, the same thing she says you said to her, that lots of cars have dings in parking lots. So you literally push a cart, and because of wind and snow, or not because of wind and snow, it really doesn't matter to me, it ends up hitting another car, and you don't want to pay for the damages because, hey, stuff happens. You left instead of staying there and waiting for the police? Well, she's used profanities at me, and so I decided that I wasn't going to stay there and listen to her. Girl, you should have taken your car and closed her in. <laughs> go ahead and go back. Yes. Do you have insurance? Do I have car insurance? Yes, it's not covered under our car insurance. I contacted our car insurance. But why? Oh, because of the fact that it's you doing the damage and not your car. Um, show me the... the uh, Quote. quote. Now, you have some additional things you wanted to show me that you submitted regarding pictures. Can We can talk about that now. Go ahead. Um, on her uh, quote from the auto body shop, which uh -huh. she gave, there are three markings. Um, each of those markings are less than two inches apart. I assume this is on her door. Let me see what you're looking at to conclude that. Is that a picture of the markings? Yes. Okay. That's the copy of Just the Just a second, ma'am. Okay, who wrote each marking is less than two inches apart? I did. How did you conclude that? Did you measure it? I measured it. You measured it where? From the photo. How, how can you possibly measure it from the photo? Well, each of those three markings is what she's indicating 
are were done from the shopping cart. Did you take a ruler and measure from here to here? Yes. Okay. Why don't we do it this way? Hand her this picture, please. You can't measure it on a photo. Photo is a perspective depending on how far or close you are to it. You would have to measure the actual distance. Does that look to you like two inches apart? No. Right. That's the actual damage to her well, car. Well, that, that was the copy I received from the police Yes, report. I know, but don't you know that? That you can't look at the photo and measure it? You would have to measure it on the car to see? Like, if I stand a block away, then they're going to look at an eighth of a centimeter. You know, that's not going to mean that that's actually the damage. Here is the damage to the car. It's exactly where the, the, the binding is on the darn... Who's got the picture? Do you have the picture of the shopping cart? Like, we need to see it? Yeah. So your defense then is that, oh, it's just, it's almost perfect. Okay, so your defense is that that couldn't have possibly caused this, except for that A, you were seen causing it, B, you admit that that contact was made, and C, it actually is exactly where the bars are on the carriage, right? And the rest of the car looks pretty impeccable. Miss Spignessi, um, I'm, I'm less concerned over your rudeness on that day and your inconsideration of other cars on that day and your hubris to flee the scene of an accident like you did than I am about your continued defense of yourself instead of just paying this. It's ridiculous. $981.61 verdict for the plaintiff, plus, of course, your filing fees. Thank you. Well, probably much, not much surprise to anybody. The, the plaintiff has prevailed in this case, Ms. Vignesi. What do you have to feel about what the, or say about what the judge just said to you? Well, I guess she feels that it's right, but I still feel in my heart it was just an act of God and an, a complete accident. That's all. You're kidding. What do you think about this? I don't know. It seemed like the judge was on, all on her side to me. She didn't push it into her car. The wind. She did? She no, did. no, no, no. The wind pushed it into her car. So that's what I feel. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but you're on the hook Thank for you, it. Man. Okay? Thank you. Maybe you've learned something. Huh? Okay. I think most people are just astonished that you don't feel you're responsible for paying it. Well, I just don't. I'm sorry. But that's my okay. opinion. Everybody's entitled to yep, their opinion. You're right. You're yeah, absolutely right. Okay, very good. That's why you ended up in court. Here comes the plaintiff, Ms. Radunsky. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, most people, well, I don't know. Maybe most people would have prevailed, I mean, pursued this and taken her to court. You, for $900, it's worth it. It is a lot of money, yeah. It's just about being responsible. Were you surprised? Did she, that she, yeah, I was she surprised with her way? actions, yes, yes, yes. I was like, this is crazy. Okay. And, yeah. Well, good luck. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank, Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Wow. What do you think, Harvey? Okay, so anyway, this defendant is totally wrong. If you have a shopping cart, you have to control the shopping cart, and if you don't secure it and it hits another car, you are always responsible. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot 
This is the plaintiff, Claudette Robinson. She says she's known the defendant for many years and hired him to do some landscaping work in her yard, and he was supposed to resod her lawn with fresh grass. Well, the guy installed brown sod that looked like it was half dead. The defendant kept assuring her this was normal and that once it was in place, the soil would spring it to life. She woke up as instructed at 6 a.m. for two weeks to water it. No grass had grown, and she was royally ripped off. She also has a huge water bill now and is suing for the $3,200 she's owed for the shoddy job and punitive and emotional damages because her community board's now very angry with the condition of her yard. This is the defendant, Thomas. He says the impatient plaintiff didn't give the sod time to adjust to the new soil. She didn't take the time to water it as instructed, and then she refused to allow him on her property to address her concerns. He's not about to return this woman's money, let alone give her money for emotional pain. She must be nuts or something because he doesn't work for free, for her or anyone else, and he owes nothing. He's accused of not being green enough. All parties, please raise your right hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the dock of the plaintiff hired the defendant to landscape her property and says the guy installed dead sod and now her whole neighborhood is after her. But the defendant says she was just too impatient. It's the case of you're a real <laughs> SOD. Thank you, Douglas. You're Claudette in. Robinson. Yes, You are suing Thomas and his lawn care company yes, for $3,200. 600 of it that you paid him for landscaping and the rest in punitive and emotional damages to you because it didn't work out. Uh, to be the lawn that you wanted. All right, talk to me and tell me what happened. Well, Judge, on, um, um, good morning, first of all. April the 5th, 2018, the defendant and I, we entered into a verbal... How did uh, you know each other? We live in the same community, and, and um, ironically, we're on the same um, committee, uh, violation committee... Okay. ...in our community. Okay. Um, he and I, we um, entered into a verbal agreement for him to lay some sod into my into a particular area of my yard. All right, and um, then how? What was the agreement was that you would pay him what? Um, six hundred dollars. All right, and did that include pressure cleaning? Pressure washing the driveway as, as well. Okay. Did, was any of all this was verbal? There was nothing in writing, correct? That's correct. Yes. All yeah. right. So, um, what day does he do the job? He did the job on April April the twelfth. Okay. He and had, what happened? He had a, a a pellet of sod delivered to my house. Which was, um, which was installed by he, he and his daughter. Um, the sod looked to me to be, um, when, as he was putting it down, I noticed that it was, it was um, inferior. How was it inferior? It was brown. Did you take pictures? I, yes, ma'am. Of the sod on that day before he put it in? No, ma'am. Okay, so did you tell him, hey, that... I did complain. And he gave me a guarantee. It's gonna grow. It's gonna grow. Okay. And I, and in the interim, I, you know, I would call him. He, he told me to water it twice a day, and um, it would, it would come. It was gonna grow. And and in the interim, I kept calling. We talked back and forth, and it, it just wasn't, it wasn't doing anything for me. And um, we live in a community where we get cited for, if the grass is not. Have you been cited? No, ma'am. I'm on the committee, so I try not to get cited. <laughs> no, but who does the citing? We have a management team, a management person. Okay, did person. the management cite you? No, ma'am. Okay. So now, do you have pictures to show me? Yes, ma'am. May I see them? 
And while you're looking at that, you tell me your side of things. Did you agree to sod her lawn for and pressure clean her driveway for 600? No, ma'am. I, I agreed to, the original agreement was for two pallets aside. And I said, listen, um, and we agreed to it. And I said, now, just allow me to maintain your lawn, do your hedges for you, because I don't want anyone on the lawn. And her and I agreed to that. The only thing that she would do is put water on the lawn. And um, she said, well, no, I have someone's cutting my lawn, um, so I really don't want to offend them, so I'd rather not you do that. And she said, anyway, after we get through doing the lawn, um, they're probably going to cite me for the, um, the driveway. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, as a courtesy, I'll pressure wash the driveway for you for free. And she says, no problem. So once we got the area prepped, she called me back and she said, hey, all I want to do is do one pallet aside. And I said, well, one pallet is not going to do it. And so she went and she marked off the area to show me where she wanted the one pallet to go. And I met with the owner property and I told her, I said, one pallet is not going to do that. And she was like, well, it's a woman's intuition and it's just not one pallet. I don't want to pay her $600. Originally, when we were discussing the two pallets, she asked me would I do the two pallets for $600. And I said, there's no way for me to do that. So you, so when one pallet, that one pallet of grass should grow, right? Yes. Even if it doesn't cover her whole lawn. Right. According to you, it didn't. Show me the pictures that you have. I'm going to need you to come over here because yeah. I don't know how to use your phone, so I don't know how to go to the next picture. Turn this corner for me, please. Okay, when was this picture taken? That was taken, I, I recall taking this because uh, the, uh, this was taken during prom time in Jacksonville, so between the 12th and... Um, and those are prom kids back there? Yes, ma'am. Well, they need to dress up better for prom. <laughs> okay, I don't know if that's prom, but anyway, but what is, else have we got going on? And, um, okay. Oh, so you're having the same problem I am. Okay, Judge, these are pictures here. No, no, I need you to click on the picture and okay. let me see the picture. I can't see okay. it. All right, when was that picture taken? That was taken when Lena's husband decided I actually... Who's Lena? This is my friend. When her husband decided... This is his yard man coming because Thomas, he went further than I asked him to go to um, put my sod. I didn't ask him to go way back there. I know what difference does that make? Because the pellet only takes about 500 square feet. I knew that I didn't have no two pellets of sod because... He did yes, my... I know, but what, okay, so are you, are you not, do you want your money back because he put the sod in the wrong place, or do you want no. your money back because it didn't grow? It didn't grow, and I, and, and, um, I've watered it for over two weeks. Okay, now show me the next picture you want me to see. Yes, ma'am. And where are you getting those pictures from? Are those texts you're sending him? Um. What is, what is that? Let me see what that is. This is a period of the texts that I sent him, but these are pictures, pictures that I would be easily, easy to find them for you. Is this the earliest one that you have? Yes, ma'am. That's the first okay. one. That's the first one. After I had called and complained several times to him. I'll respect your privacy and not come on your property. So the only texts you have are after everything hit the fan. Yes, ma'am. And he said he welcomed and me And then to take he said, court. if you don't want me to come on your property and monitor the grass, I gave you a guarantee on it. You have 48 hours to send me a text inviting me to monitor your lawn. If you do not text me within 48 hours, then you're on your own when it comes to your lawn. I withdraw everything that you and I agreed upon. Please reconsider how you feel because I've done nothing wrong and a threat of taking me to court, I welcome that because I've done nothing wrong. Okay, so um, can you show me those pictures again? They're here, I got them. All right, so these are pictures that you took in preparation for court the other day. You just yes, I mean, because that's when I was preparing this file. And that's perfectly fine. I oh, want to know when there. the pictures were taken. They weren't taken in April. They no, weren't taken. I have those over here. Okay, 
This is a trial. I'd like to see them. Why are they over there? I'm, the judge is over here. You Go get them. Yes. Here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Thomas, um, uh, do you have pictures of the lawn? Well, <clears throat> I wasn't trying to stockpile evidence. And what um, the first that was, you know, those first um, original text messages was actually when I first um, received Mrs. Um, Robinson's phone number. Your Honor, when she, when I when, when the sod was delivered. It was when a, was the sod delivered? The, the sod was delivered on the 5th. On the 12th. The 12th, okay, well, the 12th, I'm sorry. The sod was delivered, and because the original agreement was for the two pallets of sod, I I don't care about one pallet or two. Okay, let me It doesn't matter to yes, me. I just want the grass that was there, okay. the pallets that were delivered, the pallets that were planted yes, to grow. That's okay. what I want. Our, so, what's this a picture of? That's a picture of after Wayne Jordan started working in the yard. He took over because. So now it's green? Yes, ma'am. May I say this, Judge Miliano? So the grass grew eventually no, when not. Wayne took over. What, would, what did Wayne do differently? We, we, Wayne, we had to dig up that grass. That grass, that grass was not, it was laid on top of unprepped, the roots were still there. He laid... I'm sorry, dead. are you suggesting that Wayne brought in new sod? Yes, ma'am, I have it. I have a picture of, of, of sod, yes, ma'am, from Home Depot. What do you think would be the reason for there to have been a growth problem with the grass? So does the plaintiff have a duty to let the landscaper back on the property to repair the problem? What do you say? I believe so. Give the, um, the contractor a chance to come back and do whatever it was to them. If he screwed up once, do you have to give him a chance to come back and fix it? Absolutely not. Screw it up once, we'll screw up twice. Okay, uh, tiebreaker. Yes, they need to give them a chance to come back and fix it. Okay, going inside the courtroom. And sometime grass and anything that you plant, there's a shock situation where when you put, introduce well, you, you know, listen, either don't do the job or do it right. Well, I, mean, I take 100% responsibility for her side and her yard. I, as I told her, I But get, your feeling is what? That she refused to let you back on there? So right. you don't she, have to pay her? Well, no, when she told me not to come on the property, she violated the agreement. Your Honor, she sat in a chair and watched me plant that sod. And paid you afterwards. And she paid me out. There was no question about that sod. The only question that happened is when the sod didn't start taking, it's let's see what your lawn is going to do. Whatever does not grow, I'll replace that there at my cost. I, I stand behind my work 100%. All right, so at the end, what we've got is this. We've got you pressure cleaning her, her, her driveway for free. We've got you uh, replacing only one pallet at her insistence. Yes, ma'am. And telling you just do part of the yard. But based on what I'm listening to, you, uh, you know, I'm sorry if you Judge, feel that, on, no, we're done, that um, I should punish him and grant you $2,600 in emotional damages over lawn. That isn't going to happen on this planet. And based on what I've heard, when you're unhappy with someone's job, your remedy is to give them a chance to remedy it, uh, particularly when that's what he's saying to you. And instead, what you did was say, get off my lawn. He, if, if he gives you a guarantee that if this doesn't grow, I'm going to replace it at my cost, don't worry about it, why wouldn't you just take him up on it? What is it you have to trust him about with lawn? I mean, I understand, you know, if you have, you, you say, I can't, I don't trust you anymore to a doctor, to some, I mean, no offense, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, why? Why can't he just get a chance to fix it? There's no, I don't trust you anymore. That's crazy. I don't understand why the animosity that led to that. There's just... Okay, fix it. This didn't grow. I've been watering it all the time. Just fix it. Why wasn't it there instead of becoming a $3,200 lawsuit? My verdict in this case is for the defendant. Thank you. 
Well, the plaintiff fails to prove her case, she does not win anything. Sorry about that. What are you thinking? Well, I brought him to the court, the people's court, but um, some things like the, there was no digging up. He did, he did not dig the roots of that start up before he laid it. Let me ask you, why didn't you let him back on your yard? Because the contract was to do the driveway and that, and he kept, he never finished he the driveway. He did the driveway for free. No, he, he, that's a lie. He did not do it for free. He just threw that in. He said he, he did was, it for free. He said he was going to do it, but he never did the driveway. He and said I he paid did. him for it. That's what he said, but I got pictures that the driveway was not done. You didn't bring that up at all. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. You didn't prove your case. I was just wondering why you didn't let him come in and take care of the lawn. Because he, had he my said money. he guaranteed it. He had my money and did not do my driveway. Well, so. Sorry about that. Okay. I Thank think you. you learned a hard lesson there. You should have let him, let him take care of it. Thomas, yes, she should have let you back on, right? Yes, sir. It would all been worked out. No problem. 100% guarantee. That is true. Yes, okay. sir. I feel bad for her, you know. Okay. I just wish she would allow us to do the job that we were paid to do. Very good. Thank, Thank you. you. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. Very good. Okay, Harvey. I mean, look, here's the thing. Uh, majority rules here, and the fact is that if, unless this landscaper is totally incompetent, you have to give him one chance to go back and fix it. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Keith. He says he and the defendant were close friends for 20 years, but no more. They live together in two different apartments. The defendant owes him money for damages and rent. He owes him money for a bond he put up when he was arrested and airline tickets, too. The guy's trying to run away from him and the debt he owes, and he's here suing him for every penny of the $2,040.95 he's owed. This is the defendant, Trevor O'Connor. He says he let the plaintiff stay with him rent-free for four months when he relocated from Michigan to Georgia. He was his knight in shining armor, letting him live rent-free, so anything this guy's claiming in this lawsuit is more than offset by his nice hospitality in the plaintiff's time of need. How dare the plaintiff sue him after they've been friends for so long? He's accused of fouling up a friendship. The defendant has filed a counter suit for $1,200 for four months' rent. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket. These litigants were close friends for decades until they lived together. The plaintiff says the defendant stiffed him on bail money, and the defendant says that he took the guy in when he didn't have a place. So come on. It's the case of familiarity really does breed contempt. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, okay, Keith, you've asked us to refer to you only by your first name. You're suing Trevor Eugene O'Connor, your former good friend, for $2,040.95 that you say he owes you and refuses to repay. You have a counterclaim against him for $1,200 for rent you claim he owes you and never paid. Let's talk to you first. What happened? Um, well, I, I guess I'll start it from um, the first department. Okay. Um, we lived in an apartment. Um, it was in Marietta, Georgia. And there were damages done to the apartment, um, done by both parties. Okay. And he agreed to pay half of those damages. Okay. Um, and half of those damages would be $325.28. Yes. And you don't dispute that, correct? No, ma'am. Okay. All right. So now, what were the damages that you guys did that you were both so, yeah, yeah, that's us? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> Well, um, he would smoke in the apartment, so the smoking within the apartment caused 
you know, the apartment smell like smoke. So the carpet, um, cigarette smoke. Okay. Um, so why would you have to pay half if it was all his fault? We agreed. Yeah, but um, why? What other damages were there? There were holes within the uh, wall. How did the uh, holes get in the wall? We got into an altercation. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and you two have known each other since when? Since about eighth grade. Goodness gracious. Okay. So now uh, let's fast forward to the next apartment, and October 2017 comes around, and what happens? Well, um, I never received an October uh, rent payment from Trevor. So once the lease So was, he failed to pay October, and then when you were saying once the lease what, when did you guys leave that lease? Um, the lease was up October 31st, but um, we stayed about eight days after October 31st. Um, so who paid November? Well, nobody. Because of the situation I was in, um, I was in a really bad car wreck. What happened? Um, he was there as well, but what happened? I was uh, walking as a pedestrian um, on the sidewalk, and next thing I knew, I was in a hospital. Um, Goodness! A car ran me over from behind and um, on the sidewalk. Me on the sidewalk. So the car veered and went onto the sidewalk. Yeah, it plowed down the um, sidewalk and hit about um, four people. You're kidding me. And did they catch the person? There were um, several eyewitnesses, such as Trevor. He was there as well. And um, no one, there wasn't a consistent um, color for the vehicle. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a consistent um, recognition for the license plates. Right. There wasn't a consistent yeah, make of the vehicle. It probably happened really fast, and it makes it very difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's with you. you when that happens, and that happens on what day? It happened December 18th of 2016. Oh, my The goodness. lease was up. In October um, of 2017? Yes. All right, So then, you, and then you guys stay a few days into November. Nobody pays the landlord for November. Did well, you pay October? No, ma'am. Oh, okay. Well, that takes care of the October. And then, uh, according to you, the util his half of the utilities are 118.12. $81.17. And now, do you have proof that you were charged a late fee of $150? Yes. Okay, let me see those two things. And now, it appears that um, you guys had a bit of a falling out, correct? Mm -hmm. Why would you say that happened? Um, honestly, I think it was a little more because of the accident. Just after the accident, things weren't the same between the friendship. Um, and that's the Why, though? You didn't plow them over on the sidewalk? I didn't, but Keith kind of felt as if with me being there, I should have got more information on the vehicle. Um, so, like I said, after the accident, everything just wasn't the same. Just because I didn't have that information, I wasn't able to help him find the person that did. You think he was mad at you for that? Yeah. Did he ever say so? Why would you conclude that? He did. Oh. He okay. did. He did admit that he felt a certain type of way because I didn't get that information and wasn't able to help as much. Um, you know, it happens very quickly. I mean, you know, some people are observant. Some people, that's not their first, you know, their their first thing is to panic about your welfare. As that's exactly to... what it was, Your Honor. Actually, when it happened, um, I was so in shock. My first thing was make sure my friends was okay and then go from there. So somebody explained this to me. Why is it that really good friends, when they move in together, end up hating each other a lot? They find out who they really are living with. So you could be good friends with somebody and not know them until you live with them? Yes. You buy that? Yes, because I believe you need your own personal space. So if you're with someone for a long amount of time in a room, 
you don't really get that. So when you know somebody really well, you end up hating them? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you're the tiebreaker. Yeah, same thing what she said. It's basically like you don't really know who you're living with. So yeah. You guys got friends? Yes. Don't move in with him. You're going to hate him going inside the courtroom. All right, now, apparently you put up a bond for him? Yes. Okay, what were you arrested for? Um, I was actually speeding on my motorcycle. So you were arrested was, for speeding? Yes, ma'am. That's my, what you were charged with, speeding. Well, my license was suspended, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, see, that's a different crime. We call that driving with a suspended license. Yes, ma'am. That's what you were arrested yes, for. Yes, Because very few... There are states that actually make speeding illegal <laughs> if it's uh, over a certain amount. All right, so you post his bond? Yes. Okay. And then um, what happened with that case? It's still pending. I'm still working with the lawyer with that Do case. Do you have a warrant out for your arrest on that case? No, ma'am. Did you ever have a warrant out? No, ma'am. Did you ever fail to appear in court? No, ma'am. Okay, what made you decide that you wanted to... Uh, and did you move away? Yes. Where'd you move to? Uh, Michigan with uh, my aunt and father. Okay. That's your, that's your what? Uh, my aunt, LaShawn. She's, She's your aunt? Yeah, she looks really good, I know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Wow. All right. Um, so you move away, and then you flew from Michigan to Georgia to get your name off the bond. Why? Um, he had a warrant issued out for his arrest. Okay. What evidence and, do you have of that? Um, I was not able to retrieve the evidence from the court because I'm not... I would have to be there in person. So you decide that you want your name off the bond? Mm-hmm. And so you fly to Georgia... And so you want $401.38 reimbursed to you for your flight to Georgia, then $315 money paid to remove my name from the bond. How did you even get your name removed? I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know you could get what? your name removed from the bond. I've never, Me. I've never. I've been, I've been in the criminal courts forever. I had no idea that there's a thing. Like, you surrender the guy. You say, I'm out. This guy's a flight risk. I'm no longer. But not... Uh, hey, you know what? I'm no longer going to be a surety on your bond to the bondsman. That's why I don't understand what happened. What ended up happening with your bond? I was very shocked. Um, actually, the, the bondsman came to my job while I was at work and uh, arrested me. He took me to jail. Oh, he did? He did arrest me, um, took me to jail. And you want him to pay you to reimburse <laughs> you for that? What possessed you to do that? You say somebody told you on the phone there had been a warrant. And you have no evidence of that. And you deny there, were ever, there was ever a failure to appear on your part. Not at all. My so the bondsman, wait, oh my gosh. And you guys have known each other since eighth grade? <laughs> so what do you think? He goes through this effort to fly in to make sure you get arrested. Okay? Why would he do all that to you? Honestly, Just because you didn't see the license plate of the car that hit him? That's exactly... I mean, there's got to be something more. I feel like that's exactly it, Your Honor. Like I said, we've been cool since middle school. We never really got into Did arguments. Did you have to pay nature. his October rent in order to stay there? You paid it? Yes. So maybe it's because you stiffed him on October rent. Do you think maybe? Not that no. even even with that. Um, even with the half of the the damages for the apartment that he paid for you. Even with the um, the damages for the apartment, Your Honor, that wasn't completely me. Like I said, it was both of us, but also. You agree that you agreed to pay half and then never did, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's good enough for you. It's good enough for me. I am not going to slice and dice which fist went through the wall. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I find in your favor, Keith, in the amount of $1,324.57.
which is the half of the damages to the first apartment and the bills for the last month for the last apartment that he did not pay you. I am not finding in your favor for the airline tickets and the money paid to remove your name from the bond. That was something you chose to do and nobody needs to reimburse you for it. You have a counterclaim against him for $1,200 for rent from, you say it's 2015, you say it's 2013 when you moved down. And the answer on that is no, because that wasn't a contractual obligation to pay you. According to you, you were letting him do it as a favor, so you don't get to sue for that now all these many years later. That's my judgment. Good luck, folks, and I hope you get speedily better. Thank you, Ron. So the plaintiff prevails for a little over $1,300. Mr. O'Connor, the defendant's just come out of the courtroom. You know, what about this friendship? Is it over? I mean, I gather there's not much left now at this point. Huh? Uh, I just hope he feels better. Everything gets better for the rest of his life there. Um, no hard feelings. It is what it is, and we're going to keep moving from here. Do you, do you communicate with him at all? Not at this point, but I'm sure in the future, like I said, we're gonna, we're, we'll be okay. You sure? Yes, sir. Well, that's good. Cool glasses. Thank you. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> all right. It. Sorry you didn't win the case. All right, Mr. Keith. You're smiling. You feeling good? I'm feeling really great. I'm really excited that I live in a country where justice can be served. I didn't receive the full settlement. I'm fine with that. But, um, you know, one nation under God for liberty and justice for all. Well, good you for should you. listen to me. I told him never to fly there to, you did. to do it. I said never fly. <laughs> you didn't get the money for the ticket, but that's okay. Justice was served. You got the money for the other served. stuff. Well, good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, this is the oldest line in the book, Doug. Somebody owes money and says, well, I did you this and that. I did you favors and we're even. You can't say we're even. If you owe money to somebody, you have to pay them. And all the other stuff you did, totally, totally separate. Don't text and drive. The People's Court is a Ralph Edwards Stubillet production.